Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We have to make sure we're fighting climate change in ways that supports all Canadians. So that is why today we are announcing a three-year pause on the federal pollution price on heating oil so that we can give everyone the time and ability to switch to heat pumps. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I just have trouble. I just have trouble with that. Mr. Trudeau, do you really believe that people across this country are are buying into this? In fact, your environment minister, one Stephen Gilbo, isn't buying into it. I'm sure you upset Mr. Gilbo. He's reaching for the antacids. That's all he's been eating since you made the announcement, I'm sure. Glad to talk to you anytime, Mr. Gilbo. You know where to find me. Um, he actually, as I pointed out yesterday on the program, Mr. Gilbo, the environment minister, who loves to post to X or Twitter, has, <laughs> unless he's done it in the last couple of hours, he had nothing personally to post about Mr. Trudeau's announcement about the carbon tax um, being removed from heating oil for three years. He just uh, reposted a couple of fairly insipid I mean insipid posts by other government ministers. I'm sure that whole crowd at the cabinet table was taken aback. And the caucus, oh my God, here they've been punching nonstop. The carbon tax is so absolutely essential to fight climate change until... The polling numbers go down. And then, well, now we found a, we found a way <laughs> to eliminate the carbon tax for th- three years on home heating oil because it's primarily used in Atlantic Canada, and they have 32 seats, and we were pretty sure of those seats and, and, until now. And the polling shows that in Atlantic Canada, the conservatives, conservatives are kicking our butts. Sorry, Gerald. Um... <laughs> And now we'll get rid of the carbon tax. Okay, from Atlantic Canada, our good friend, Professor Sylvain Charlebois, Dalhousie University, Professor, Director of the Agri-Foods Analytics Lab. Let me read you another tweet. I can't say X. Let me read you another X. I can't do that. The Professor Charlebois tweeted, Regardless of what some experts claim, we still lack a complete understanding of how the carbon tax is affecting Canada's food security. Therefore, pausing the carbon tax across the food supply chain is crucial at this time. Sylvain, do you have a heat pump? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) 
first of all, you seem to having be having a lot of fun today, which is nice. Yeah, was, you have <laughs> but, to have uh, some fun. It's funny that you asked because we just spent uh, $27,000 $27, installing two heat pumps for our house, okay? And uh, I think we all know in the Atlantic that uh, prices are now inflated due to subsidies given by both the province and, and, and the federal government. Now, with the announcement last week, guess what's going to happen to heat pumps? Heat pump prices in the Atlantic, they're going to go up even more. Yeah. That's but, the thing when you actually give away, there's nothing free about no. giving free heat pumps to some people. Uh, at the end of the day, a lot of people who, well, think they can afford heat pumps and they want to stop relying on on heating oil will have to pay even more for heat pumps. That's that's the um, that's the secondary effect that uh, no one's talking about. But they're going to give you 250 bucks for a heat pump. That's great. Good. Yeah, $500 coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, really seriously, I don't want to put you on the spot. So I'll just speak for myself. I doubt too many Canadians are believing what they heard the prime minister say. And it's seriously, so I'm going to argue again that it has upset Mr. Gilbo because he had nothing to say about it. Nothing. No, I, and I'm not surprised. I mean, you you basically played uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's clip on Thursday. I, Thursday, I thought, was a bit of an historical day because in mere minutes, in mere minutes last week, Prime Minister Trudeau not only transformed the carbon tax <laughs> into a negotiable political lightning rod, but also lent credence to those who have voiced doubts uh, about the narrative surrounding carbon pricing, which, and I'm one of them. And I, and again, I'm not necessarily against the carbon tax, but actually I do recognize that climate change is an issue and we need to do something. Inaction is not, is not an option. However, when it comes to food, we've never properly assessed how our carbon pricing policy will impact our own, our country's food security over time. And the competitiveness of our of our industry, and this is this is what I raised last week in Ottawa, and uh, that's why I suggested to pause, which is exactly what happened with eating oil across the country. Of course, it's only only going to affect um, Atlantic Canada, but still, I actually do believe that now there is an, a possibility that perhaps we'll see more pauses affecting more uh, industries, including food. Well, you know, if the polling numbers continue going down, the carbon tax is going to be gone for good. That's right. Well, the the the, the challenge right now is that, uh, as you know, uh, Roy, there is Bill uh, C two three four in Senate, which needs support from Senate, and there's there is some politicking going on with the Liberals, and uh, and this would actually help farmers with carbon taxes, uh, carbon pricing. And so these, these, that bill needs to go through. But I've always argued that it's not just about farmers, it's about the entire uh, food supply chain. If you mm -hmm. actually look at industrial prices, industrial prices have actually uh, exceeded retail prices. Economists that are saying that the carbon tax is not impacting food retail is, is, is that argument is based on nothing really because a lot of things can impact retail prices and that's the argument i made in ottawa don't look at retail prices 
consumer behavior, weather can actually impact, impact retail prices. A lot of different things can impact retail prices. It's the wrong focus. The real focus has to be industrial prices because you'll assess exactly how carbon pricing is impacting our industry's competitiveness. And if you look at competitiveness and productivity, I think a lot of people will agree that we're falling behind. Yeah, but you know, they chose the path of least resistance. And then they just reinforced the message over and over and over and over and over and over. They didn't listen to anybody. They had no interest. If you, if you, if you suggested to eliminate the, if you had suggested what the prime minister did three or four weeks ago, you'd suggested what the prime minister did on Thursday, you would have been called a denialist. And then the polling numbers came out and suddenly, well, I think we could probably do something here. I mean, political desperation is a powerful thing. It's embarrassing. Exactly what we saw last week. And just think of the money it's cost people and the insecurity it's cost people. People go to the grocery store trying to buy food for their families and they're right on the margins. And they're told over and over and over, no, we're not doing anything with the carbon tax because we have our goal of 2030, 2035, and 2050. We're not doing anything with the carbon tax. And the poll numbers come out and they say, okay, carbon tax is gone on, uh, on heating oil. It's, it, 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 makes, it, it, it dissolves the credibility of the government on the issue of the carbon tax, at least. That's right, and and uh, I think a lot of people will argue that it that that common pricing was probably one of uh, the Trudeau government's most important policy, and uh, and so yeah, I think last week was really the beginning of a new era. I'm not saying the end of the Trudeau government because we don't know exactly when the next election will occur, but there is going to be. A new tone here. There, I mean, basically last week. The other thing that happened are rebates, doubling rebates. Again, many economists, many academics have continually said, mentioned in media that rebates will cover the cost of the carbon price and a carbon tax. And on Thursday, again. Prime Minister Trudeau admitted that it wasn't enough, and that's why they're, that the government is actually doubling rebates to cover the cost of the carbon tax. So a lot of the research that has been used to support uh, the overpowering narrative around the carbon tax has been weak as, at best. And, and that's been my concern since day one. Yeah, you know, it's like saying, give me the conclusion and I'll find the facts to fit the conclusion. And even if I have to, even if I have to make them up, you know, exactly. But with food, with food and food security stakes are, are, are so high. We can't mess it up. We We have to get it right. And that's why I I didn't advocate for a, an elimination of the carbon tax. So I did advocate for a pause, uh, just to give us a chance to really fully appreciate what is going on here. Because at the end of the day, if we continue to tax our companies, from farmers, distributors, manufacturers to death, guess what's going to happen? We're going to start eating only imported foods. Yeah, but you know the terrified. It's just going to make our industry less competitive. But you know they're terrified. If they pause the carbon tax on food and the prices become a little more affordable, and then they then they return the carbon tax, all hell will break loose. 
potentially, depending on where we are oh, economically, right? Absolutely. So that's why I think uh, right now uh, we're in a rough spot uh, politically. But uh, No, they're in a rough spot politically, and they got themselves into it, Sylvain. They are the engineers, they are the designers, they are the architects of their own political misery now. That's right. That's right. But again, I would say that I feel when you talk to companies, food companies, when you talk to farmers, uh, there's, an, there's an acute sense of frustration. Of course. Um, I think we all know since 2015 that we do have a regime uh, which solely focuses on urban urban centric values mm -hmm. and uh Votes. and yeah rural canada has been completely forgotten and uh, and and now we're going to be paying for it because we haven't paid attention to what actually is going on out there in the fields talking to people who actually know what is happening farmers manufacturers distributors and yes i'm going to say grocers as well uh they have a say and they deserve to have a voice as well so I remember the first uh, premier's prime minister conference after Mr. Trudeau introduced the carbon tax concept, and he talk, kept talking about pan-Canadian, pan-Canadian. I think you got to really love that term. But then some of the provinces kind of threw a monkey wrench into that. They wouldn't go pan-Canadian. And they were sitting at the table. All the premiers were sitting there with Trudeau. And Trudeau was talking about how the carbon tax would work. So we'll take the money... Uh, the tax, we'll collect the tax from the farmers, and then we'll redistribute it back to the farmers um, at the end of the year. And Brad Wall, who at the time was the premier of Saskatchewan, said, hold on, let me, let me try to understand this. You're going to tax our farmers, the carbon tax, then you're going to take the money. We don't know what you're going to do with it. But then you're going to give it back to the farmers at the end of the, the year. What's the point? That's right. And Mr. Trudeau had no reply to that. Brad Wall, God bless him, he was a, he's a great guy and was a really terrific premier. But you wrote an op-ed for the, for the, for the uh, Sun, Sun. Ottawa has temporarily halted the carbon tax on home heating oil. That's a positive step. But now can we shift our focus to discuss the state of our food supply chain? What is the state of our food supply chain, Zona? It's 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 the entire thing. Uh, I mean, uh, even I would include restaurants. If you talk to restaurants, uh, restaurant owners and Restaurants Canada, they're starting to feel uh, the heat. No pun, but they are starting to see higher costs everywhere, which is why I've encouraged politicians and economists to start looking at industrial prices. Because uh, again, retail prices will 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 skew views and perceptions about the carbon tax. Up the food chain, it's much easier to assess the impacts of increased costs uh, related to anything, including carbon taxing. And so that's why right now, I think that we are suffocating the entire food industry from anything that actually is related to food. Throughout the supply chain, I think we should actually pause uh, any increases moving forward for now so we can get a better sense, get to the firm level data, ask companies to share information so we can assess the compounding, compounding impact. The one thing that the Bank of Canada did uh, recklessly wrong a few months ago was to suggest to Canadians that the carbon tax has a minimal impact on inflation. 
uh, 0.15 ratio. Not one reporter asked the Bank of Canada for its calculations, except us. We did. And we posted the explanation on X a few weeks ago. And let me tell you, the response was actually quite linear and simplistic. I mean, they only looked at three components of the CPI, including uh, natural gas and heating oil, and that's it. They didn't look at other components of, uh, of the CPI, including food, and they didn't look at the compounding impact or effect of the carbon tax across the supply chain. So now what we're seeing are lots of academics economists, trade groups arguing, well, the carbon tax is, is not is a false argument. It's, the Bank of Canada is saying it's, its impact is minimal. That's not necessarily true. The Bank of Canada's calculations are, uh, in, are limited in scope. You know, sometimes my head hurts. <laughs> Seriously. Is it hurting now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. I actually think that last week was a good uh, step forward. I think uh, the Prime Minister finally decided to uh, to start being honest with Canadians about, about about carbon pricing. Right. And I do expect more changes to come. And okay. I'm hoping that some of these changes will impact our food supply Sylvain, positively. I really appreciate the time. It's called enforced. It's uh, it's called enforced honesty. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you so care, much Mike. for your time. It's always great talking Bye-bye. to you. Thanks. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.